Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello and good day, magnificent, beautiful podcast family. What a privilege to be with you as always. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing fantastic, sending you a massive hug through the airwaves. We have a tremendous show for you today. We have Preeta G on, and we are talking about her new book, The Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity, A Guide to Living in a Beautiful State. She is more than an expert in the field of consciousness, meditation, and runs a massive transformational uh, consciousness and meditation school in India, is the co-founder of the O&O Academy, a philosopher. So you're going to love this episode. Um, in this show, we discuss this, the two states of being, why your consciousness is affected by your family and the world and how it's affected, um, acting out of suffering or joy, uh, why when you are suffering, you are separate, the number one cause of disease, managing internal chaos, asking what state you're living in right now. This We go through and experience the, the serene mind practice. We talk about the four sacred secrets and so much more. I'm just reading through these show notes, um, and there are a lot here. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can share this episode, take a screenshot, tag me at Matt Belair. Let me know where you're listening on Instagram and your story or on Facebook. You can leave a review in iTunes. That helps tremendously with the algorithms and inspiring other people to listen to the show. And I want to thank Ruffled Dove for leaving this one. And uh, it says, awesome material, awesome host. Get ready to have your mind blown. Matt is a thoughtful host, asks great questions, never talks over his guests, and the material is always fresh and beyond interesting. My favorite podcast and YouTuber. Hashtag truth. So thanks so much for taking a moment to leave that review. It means a lot. I know it's a bit of a pain in the bum, um, but it helps tremendously. Thank you so much for taking that time to do that. And thank you to all my patrons. If you want to support, even any denomination is great. Even a dollar is is seriously magnificent. Go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Just toss a buck in the bucket and it helps tremendously. But the best thing that you can do if you want to support the show is one kind act for another human being or animal. Or, or anyone today, uh, hold the door open, pay it forward, listen to somebody, pick up a piece of trash, j- just do one kind thing. That's the best thing you can do. And even better yet is take the kindness challenge. Do three kind acts a day for a week. Go out of your way to do it. Don't tell anybody. Um, and then when you're done, then tell me you took the challenge. Um, do hashtag kindness challenge and let me know what happened because many people, there's something with it that when you do this, you're going to get what I call a universal wink. Something strange and weird will happen just for you to to know that you're on the right track in uh, this incredible mystery we call life. So if you do it, definitely let me know you took the challenge and I appreciate you so much. 
For those of you guys who are interested in some one-on-one coaching or group coaching and you're really looking to uncover your life purpose or really get aligned with your soul mission, you want to break through limiting beliefs and program design your and design your preferred reality mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, and you're looking to demystify peak performance, law of attraction, and all things mystical, hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. As you've seen in the podcast and in my background, we cover everything from mindfulness, spirituality, peak performance, meditation, esoteric, and everything in between. So if you want to learn the real tools that work and just be able to apply this knowledge to your life, hit me up. I'm happy to work with you, with your group, or your organization. Just make an inquiry and we'll make it happen. So I think that wraps it up. Head over to the website, sign up for the email list, and let's get into this incredible episode. But before we do, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, empowerment, connection, and ready to take on this amazing episode with Prita G. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a philosopher, mystic, and co-founder of the O&O Academy a philosophy and meditation school for transforming consciousness. She is the co-author of the forthcoming book, The Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity, a guide to living in a beautiful state due out August 6, along with her husband, Krishna Ji. Philosophers and meditation masters, their spiritual teachings have reached millions around the world as they work to create a revolution in human consciousness. She offers courses in major cities around the world that lead people to scientific and transcendental dimensions of consciousness. Welcome to the show, Prita Ji. Namaste. So wonderful to be with every one of you. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. You're doing so much work. You have a book coming out. Um, I got to look at uh, some of your interviews, some of your talks. You have a, an amazing TED Talk that's reached over 2 million people, how to end stress, unhappiness, and live in a beautiful state. I think that's uh, most people on the planet would like that. So for those who don't know who you are, do you want to give a little bit about uh, your background and who you are and, and all the amazing things you've been working on? <laughs> I'm a mother first. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a daughter-in-law. We run... Husband, my husband Krishnaji and I run this huge organization, ONO Academy, which is internationally um, uh, acclaimed academy for consciousness studies. And we have covered, over the last year alone, we have covered 70,000 students visiting our courses in India and the courses that happens across the globe. Uh, we run two huge uh, charitable foundations. One is the World Youth Changemakers. It is to help youth to move away from suffering states to give them a vision to live in a beautiful state. And um, we cover many, many youth in India. And right now we're also covering uh, or getting this to youth across the globe. And we run a, another charitable organization called the One Humanity Care. And One Humanity Care is focused on uplifting the lives of villages 
over a thousand villages around the place where academy is in south of india and we provide uh, we take care of a lot of their needs and two important things that we spread across thousand villages is making sure that they have clean drinking water so that their health is actually improving as they start drinking clean drinking water and uh, they provide high care eye care medical care and make sure that we are supporting the schools in these villages providing them with the right teachers making sure education is becoming accessible for all the young kids over there yes it has been uh, it has been a great adventurous life in terms of uh, travel in terms of meeting the number of people i meet and um, and to actually help people to move into beautiful states and consciousness that's amazing well i knew i knew about the academy and some of the uh, philanthropic work but i didn't know the extent of it so thank you so much for um, using that energy and that education to do positive things in India, clean water, it's, it's so important. Um, so I'm not sure where we should begin because it's pretty deep. Um, I think that a lot of people out there really suffer from you know, anxiety, depression, unhappiness, stress in the Western world anyway. And some of these teachings that you're bringing forth around meditation, mindfulness, um, enlightenment or consciousness training, however you want to share it, is very important knowledge that's not common. So do you want to share like a little bit about where you think we should begin around, you know, consciousness, enlightenment, or how we can start to move towards a more blissful state? Because I think most people are uh, in a stressful state as, as your TED Talk shares. Yes, absolutely. I would like to share that most powerful insight which Krishna Ji shares with the world, a phenomenal philosophical insight which transforms many people's lives because you pause and you bring attention to your inner state. What he shares is at any point of time, any one of us are living only in one of two states of being. That is, one state is a stressful state. We call it the suffering state. The other state is a beautiful state. We are either living in a suffering, stressful state or we are living in a beautiful state. And when I talk about stress, I'm not limiting it to fear and anxiety alone. I'm talking about any state which is in which you experience an inner disturbance, a state of anger, a state of fear, a state of loneliness, a state of hurt, a state of sadness, um, insecurity, depression, irritation, frustration, anxiety, worry. All this, any of this state is a suffering state. An experience of life in that suffering state is very painful. If you look at the other side of the spectrum is a beautiful state of consciousness where you are experiencing joy, peace, calm, love, connection. And as we grow in consciousness, it becomes bliss. It becomes feeling one with everything, everything else. I mean, it continues. The spectrum continues. The insight is that at any point of time, we are either living in a suffering state or a beautiful state. That is, we are fueling a suffering state or we are nurturing a beautiful state. And you can't say that you are a separate individual. What happens within your consciousness is limited to yourself. No, we are connected beings. We are connected in our consciousness. And what happens in our consciousness has a huge impact on the reality that we experience in life. And it has a huge impact on our loved ones, whom we call as the soul circle. 
So behind everything that you're seeing in this world, behind war, peace, uh, behind uh, love and togetherness or corruption or social harmony, behind everything that you're seeing in this world, though you feel it as a part of the external world, it is arising from your state of consciousness. It is a state and we are behind everything that we're seeing in this life is your state of being. So the most important decision that you would need to make in your life, what is the state from which you're acting? What is the state in which you are living? That becomes very, very important. And unfortunately, we are a generation or we are a civilization which does not bring attention to our inner state. We are a civilization that brings so much of focus on our external life. We, it is nothing wrong. It is great to have focus on our external life. What I'm trying to say is it's also equally important to bring focus on our inner world because our consciousness is the foundation on which we are building our entire life. Dependent on your state of consciousness is your emotions. Dependent on your emotions is the actions that you perform, the decisions that you would make, the response that you would give in the world and your destiny. We all want to create a wonderful destiny. We all want to create a great destiny for ourselves. We want to create a great destiny for our children. But it comes from an inner state. So what is the state in which you are experiencing life? Say, if the state that you're experiencing over the last one year is a state that you are going to experience over your life, over the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life, would you be a happy person? Me? It's for you, for the audience. <laughs> I, just want, I want everyone to think. I want everybody to think. Hmm. Like, would you be a happy person when you're continuing to live in a suffering state? And we need to bring attention to our inner state. And do uh, you have any questions at this point? Should I continue? No, I'm loving it. I'm thinking. You, I, you have my wheels turned backwards as I'm, as I'm going through. That's just like, hold on. You're, you're asking me a direct question. I'm, I'm in thought here. It's great. Keep going. Yeah. So it is, I mean, uh, the lack of inner awareness, lack of attention on our inner state or our, on our being, because we are a civilization focused on doing, has resulted in a huge, uh, we have been responsible in some way or the other for the chaos that we're seeing in the world today. If we live in a beautiful state, if we live in states of calm, peace and joy, we would perform actions that will help not to create further division and chaos or discord but it'll help us to create greater togetherness. And when you are living in a suffering state, you feel separate. When you are living in a state of uh, separation and disconnection, you create further disconnection and separation in the world. You create further division in the world. If you get back into your life, and look at those moments in your life where you really regret your actions that you have performed, if you look back, it would be an action that you have performed from a state of suffering. And if you look back at your life and think of one 
um, one experience in your life that has made you feel whole, that has made you feel complete, it is a state where you feel connected to the other, where you move beyond yourself in connecting to the other. The question is what separates you and what makes you feel connected? That means what, what is disconnecting you, what is making life unpleasurable, what is causing you to, what is making you to perform those activities, those actions that you really did not like, or those actions, that state in which you performed actions by which you felt so much of togetherness, so much of love, so much of joy, and so much of pleasure. If you want to see the difference between these two, it would be your state in consciousness. When you are suffering, you are separate. When you are in a beautiful state, you experience great togetherness, you experience connection, you experience expansion. You include the well-being of others. You do not separate yourself from the other. It could be a state of anger, it could be a state of insecurity, it could be a state of fear. In any one of these states, if you're able to bring attention to our inner being, it is a state in which you're separating yourself from rest. Wow, okay. You said so much there that I'm trying to process it and, and take notes as I go along. The fundamental thing that I hear you saying that I feel is very important for people to notice is what state you're operating in. And the example that I use is uh, many people are operating in what I refer to as task list consciousness. The alarm goes off in the morning and then tasks happen. Coffee, out the door, to work, you know, all these things. And you have all these tasks that you need to complete and that causes stress because you need to complete those tasks to make the money, to get food, to keep in this cycle that you're in. And as you move throughout the day, you're not really cognizant or aware of how you're feeling. You're not really aware if you're in your stress, you're not enjoying the drive, you're not enjoying the shower, you're not enjoying the lunch because you're thinking about other things. And I feel like you're sharing that if you can understand the emotional state that you're in as well as you move forward, it's going to allow you a little bit more space, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more awareness. Um, Something that I would like to share here, Matt, people believe that we need to be stressed in order to achieve. People believe that they can go around with everyday life only when there is this inner rush. Sometimes like it is a wrong belief that is taking control of our present, present condition in our, in our world. But it is not true. You can be a very relaxed, fulfilled achiever. Because a state of rush, a state of um, constant... Uh, pushing is not actually helping your inner state. It is not ha actually helping the condition of your body. It is not helping the condition of your brain. And you're constantly moving into a place of doing those actions, which is not going to be conducive for you. If you look at our own bodies in times of stress, earlier times we got stressed when we saw an animal, when we saw a tiger or a very uh, an animal that would hurt us. But right now, it is not an animal we encounter. We don't, we don't, I'm in New York right now. I don't walk down the streets to see a tiger. Definitely not. But what I feel is happening is the sense of the tiger chasing us has not left us. It is right now the tiger has been replaced by your boss, sometimes by your partner, sometimes by your, like the people in your life. And you're constantly, at least then, in earlier times, it used to be a tiger once in a while. So it was okay for our bodies. Like once in a while, that, that rush, 
that uh, hike in insulin is okay because after some time you are either eaten by the tiger if you and if you by chance exist you tend to relax after the, the 96 90 seconds which you have which you, the window that was open for you to run but right now the situation is so different we are constantly living with a tiger which means we are constantly hurting our bodies we are making our bodies everything all the hormones in our bodies it's all very disturbed and chaotic within ourselves and we are constantly hurting our heart the insulin levels have spiked up in our bodies because of the constant stress that we are living in and our bodies are getting diseased because of this and few of us in spite of all this we believe it is important to have the push the anxiety is your push to help you succeed it is not true if you look at a state of anxiety, it's a state in which your thoughts are going in rounds. It is going in circles, one thought leading to the other thought, and then to the third thought, and then it is coming back to the first thought. When your thoughts are in cycles, it does not leave any space for intelligence. It does not leave any space for creativity. A state of stress destroys your body. A state of stress destroy, destroys your mind. And in a state of stress or suffering, you're destroying your relationships. Because what a relationship needs is a place where you feel connected to the other, where your heart is open to being affected by each other's state. But when you are in a suffering state, you can be with the most wonderful person in your life, but you're feeling separate. You are feeling lonely. There is a statistics which shows that probably 50% of the married couples are experiencing loneliness. So loneliness is not because of lack of company. We all do. We have. We probably live under the same roof. But loneliness is because of our state of disconnection. So it impacts our body. We are getting diseased human beings. It impacts our mind. We're becoming diseased in our mind. It is impacting our relationship. It is causing more and more disconnection in our life. I agree. I, I was taking notes and just going to share that, um, you know, stress is the number one cause of disease. And we're moving around. There's a difference. I, I can't remember the study or where I heard it, but basically animals, when there's a tiger, um, they'll be stressed out. Adrenaline will go and they'll run away and they'll run away. But then, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes later, their body goes back to a state of equilibrium. And uh, however our bodies work, we just have memory or something is different where we hold on to that stress. So it's perpetual stress. Um, all the time. And then we're stuck in this state and that's not a very coherent state. And so how does one move into that space when some of the things that I hear is like, well, this is just the way it is, you know, things like that. And where I like to no, offer the balance is, be the way it is because we believe it is the way it is because we feel they're separate. Uh, we believe that we're separate and what happens within us is our problem. But the truth is, it is spilling out. It is spilling out in our emotions, our actions, our thinking. And we are causing disturbance to this planet. The more separation we experience, the more division that we create in this planet. And what the planet needs, what the world needs right now is a transformation in consciousness where you're able to move away from a stressful state to a beautiful state, where you're able to move from disconnection to connection, where you're able to move away from separation and division 
to experiencing oneness. It is, the, it is not a luxury anymore. It is the need of the heart. Hmm. I, well, I agree that that's important. So I'd have to ask the how. And, and the example that I was going to give is, um, you know, I think that, you know, having an athletic background and, and building something like a business or an entrepreneur takes work and some of the stuff is stressful. That happens. But you can embrace the process with a different perspective. You know, if you're a high-level athlete, the training is intense. It is not a very pleasant experience. It's very hard. And it's very uncomfortable. Um, and you can do it with a more empowering mindset and not in a, in a victim mode. So I think it's this balance of being able to create, set a vision and doing it from an empowering perspective rather than I'm separate from everything, I'm so stressed out and I have to get to this task, but then there's going to be infinite tasks and infinite stress and it's not going to be as, I, as ideal. And that's where you talk about like things like flow state or even oneness in these transcendental states you speak about. Um, you know, I've experienced through meditation and, and actually through sport and through different experiences, but it is getting out of just the... the Disconnection. Yeah, the oneness mind of just me and myself, and it and it goes into something more, and then you you feel intrinsically that you are connected to everything, and then that automatically makes you more empathetic and more um, aware of just how what you're doing is influencing your community, like you said, your family and the entire planet. So if you can transform your consciousness, um, you're going to be impacting the whole and not just yourself. Absolutely. And getting back to your first question, how? Um, let's get back to the animal world or the plant species. Every species experiences a pressure situation. The challenges are a part of everyone's life. And um, I don't think the plant or the animal species continue the external pressure internally. So I want to make a very clear distinction between the challenges that we face in life, the problems that we encounter in life, with the suffering that is being carried forward within you. That is, we are in a situation, probably in the morning, you have a very tough situation, like you have to make sure that your, your kids go to school on time and you're rushing everything. That is a problem or that is a challenge that you're facing. So what is needed from you is you being in a very beautiful, calm state of being and doing just the right things that is needed to make sure that the entire unit functions that way. But you are in a stress, in a stress state of being because we human beings have the special ability to carry forward the external pressure or stress or, or challenges internally. When I refer to suffering, I'm talking about this inner pain. I'm talking about this inner state where you're continuing with the external continuing the external pressure in, uh, inwardly. And there is an inward dialogue which, 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 which you're constantly uh, engaging yourself in and which is separating you from life. And from an inner state of chaos, when you act, it is not going to be right. In, from that inner state of chaos, you have an increased propensity to create more chaos in the outer world. So how is the question? How do we stop, make sure that we are not acting from this inner state of chaos? It is important to, to recognize and bring attention to what is happening within ourselves. As I, as I started, we are a civilization that is focused on doing everything for the external world, 
but has not lot not brought a focus on the inner world. I have met people who have probably lived 50, 60 years of their life from a state of fear. Anything that is driving them to do in life is from a state of fear. I have met people who have spent a large part of their life from a state of anger. They drive that, their life from a place of anger, wanting to prove to somebody else. But is this the only way to live life? From states of fear, from states of anger, from states of loneliness? No. You can live life from a beautiful state of calm, for which you need to recognize what is the state in which I'm living right now? And it can be a little tricky. It can be a little tricky because we're not focused on the inner world. We really do not know. And I have people who come to me and say, I'm not able to surely say that I'm feeling this, but I would say somewhere close to this. And emotions and feelings become so clouded within ourselves. We are not clear. But what I would say is the more you are able to practice, there is a three minute practice, which is called the serene mind practice which helps you to bring attention to your inner state, to the movement of your mind, and leaves you with a small visualization for you to dissolve that inner state and move to a place of calm. What I would say is we need to recognize the state we are living from, which has become our habitual state. We get back into feeling with the slightest change or a challenge in our external environment, we get back into feeling this. We get back into either feeling sad, we get back into feeling um, anxiety, or we get back into feeling anger or any other states of stress. So it is important that we bring attention to our inner state. Recognition is very, very important. And if you want me to teach you the three-minute practice, we can do it right now. We can do that. Yes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, close your eyes. Bring attention to your breath. Have your breath to be deep and slow. Identifying the exact emotion that is arising within you. Is it anger, fear, hurt, jealousy? Or is it love, joy, connection? Identify the exact emotion without trying to change it.
as this emotion is arising within you? Are you obsessed with your past? Are you obsessed about your future? Or are you in the present moment? Just observe, don't try to change it. Now see a light move from the middle of your forehead to the middle of your brain. See this light glow in the middle of your brain. Bring a smile to your face. Those are pleasant to do, but also dangerous because <laughs> when I get into a very relaxed state like that, I'm just like, I'll just stay here and forget that I'm actually doing something at the present time. Um, thank you for that. I hope everybody tried it though. Don't do it if you're driving, rewind it, try it. It's wonderful. It is a three minute practice and mm -hmm. it is a serene mind practice that you need to do any time you move into a state of inner disturbance. We really do not know what is happening here, but I'm not feeling good, I'm not feeling comfortable. And then get back to seeing your truth. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing that I'd like to share because mm. you know when you talked about it before, um, your state of being, I call it like the default state. You know, If you're constantly in stress or anger or whatever that state is, that's your default state. So there's a lot of neurology there. There's a lot of old mental maps and ways of being. And there are so many different external things that are going to cause that to happen in, in the way that you're wired, literally, um, from the neurology to your physicality to everything so you need to stop that like you need to basically interrupt the pattern 
And so when you do that and you start to insert a new state, what it does is it changes the neurology of your brain. So it gives you space and that space gives you freedom to then choose a new way of being. But if you don't recognize it, if you don't take some breaths, if you don't do something um, intentional, then that state of being, that default state will run forever without change. You ha it has to change with consciousness and consciousness will allow you to change your state of being. But that's where like the intentional um, part comes in. And that's where I kind of go into that, that deep question of, um, you know, do we have free will? And that's right there the reason why I believe humans have free will because with our consciousness, when we become aware of something, um, then we, we can put intention and an action together to shift the way that we're perceiving the world, which will shift our actions which will then shift our results because if we're constantly acting out of fear, anxiety, stress, anger, we're going to get that reaction. We're going to get that result, which if you came from a place of joy, peace, contentment, made an action, made a decision, it's going to produce a different result, especially over a period of time. You know, one action, one day, one week, one month, one year, 10 years will profoundly shift the direction of your life. Um, so definitely speak on anything that I just shared or, or, about the practice that we just did. And I also want to talk um, and make sure that we talk about your book in the four sacred um, secrets, mm -hmm. because that's going to be coming out soon. And I'm curious what's distilled in there, because when you have a huge academy, when you're doing workshops that are uh, multiple days, probably even weeks, I'm not exactly sure with thousands of people, when you write a book, you have to distill the wisdom of what you feel is most important for people to go through. So I'm so curious about what's in there. Um, the Four Sacred Secrets is, Krishnaji um, and I have a vision of making sure that individuals are able to live in an extraordinary, transformed, beautiful state of consciousness and experience a great life. For us, uh, achievement, finding the right partner or fame alone is not the be all of life, nor is living in a transformed state of consciousness the end all of life. What Krishnaji and I see is Life can be complete. An individual as a whole can be, can be responsible for contributing towards growth and peace in the world only if you are a person who's living in a transformed state of consciousness and experiencing a beautiful external life. Four Sacred Secrets is a coming together of this grand vision. An individual has to live in a beautiful state while he is being a wealth creator while he's being a partner while he's being a parent and um, he's able to experience and contribute to the world um, <clears throat> I would not say it is a book we run journeys we run courses across the world there are courses that travels around moves across the globe there are courses very deep level courses which where you open up to the transcendental realm the enlightened realm uh, for business leaders, for the leaders of the world, and for achievers uh, to come and go through the courses in India. What Four Sacred Secret gives is, I would say, the Four Sacred Secret is not another book. It would be a journey. It would be a journey in transformation. It would be, it would the four, let me go through the four sacred secrets for you. The first sacred secret is a spiritual vision. We all hold a vision for our external life. Spiritual vision is a vision for your inner state. With a spiritual vision, you'll be able to redefine your purpose and experience deep clarity 
and you'll be able to balance your inner and the outer world. The second sacred secret is inner truth, where you will be able to dissolve the stressful states and awaken to beautiful states in consciousness. The third sacred secret is accessing the universal intelligence. We are not separate beings, and there is a pervasive intelligence that is there across the universe. There are a few cultures which call this the universal intelligence. They make it very personal, call it divine or God. There are a few other cultures that makes it uh, universal consciousness. So this, there is a path, there is a state by which you access the universal intelligence so you can create an extraordinary uh, destiny for yourself and your loved ones. And the fourth sacred secret is spiritual right action. It is actually having a blueprint for the ongoing dilemmas of your life, whether to say yes or no, to be together in a relationship or to separate, to be or to quit, you are constantly faced with this ongoing dilemmas and you really do not know how to act. So the fourth sacred secret has a blueprint to let you know what your action should be at a given point in time. And, and with these four sacred secrets, what we see is an individual becoming a conscious wealth creator, um, a heartful partner, and experiencing a lot of joy and peace as you go around with your life. That sounds amazing. Well, I really like the spiritual vision. I want to touch on that right away. Um, so you're suggesting the spiritual vision is the state of being that you that you wish to be in, like your their quality of consciousness, that first? Absolutely. That is the starting point, Matt. Though it is the most ignored, uh, most neglected, uh, but that is the starting point for anybody's life. It has to be from a beautiful state. Let me tell you this. So there is, there are, there is a cobra, right? Um, cobra moves into seclusion every three, four months. It sheds its old, old skin because it feels very uncomfortable in its old skin. Um, and when, it's, when it gets uncomfortable in its old skin, it, um, what do you call that? It, it's, its sight becomes very blurred. It is not able to see where it is going. So at that point of time, it moves into seclusion for 10 days, removes all the old and then comes up with a new powerful fangs and, and then the vision is very clear. But we human beings go through life. We face rejections, we face failures, we face painful situations as we grow up and we just do not do anything about it. We are uncomfortable with ourselves and we continue living our life from a state of discomfort. But if you're able to shed all that is hurting you, to allow yourself to be in that beautiful state of consciousness is extremely important if you want a purpose, if you want to know where you're going, to know what you're doing in life. Otherwise, you are a lost human being who does not have any clarity, any vision in life, for which we need to start with holding a vision for one's inner state. That's amazing. I totally agree with that. And I feel like it is something that is never talked about and so important. Your inner state is the most 
important thing and improving the quality of your consciousness and the way you perceive the the world i i feel again is is something that is so paramount for the way we experience our life for what we're going to create and it's a big difference between you know creating by default and that's where a lot of people they feel helpless and anxiety and depression because they're just going through the motions and life is so challenging and stressful because they're basically at the bottom of the rung of just survival and the quality of their consciousness but really all that's required is a little bit of state of um like self-reflection and peace like even if your life is so stressful and you give yourself five minutes in the morning of just space from the way that you think from the way that you operate from all of those stresses that is enough space to begin to analyze your situation and then start making some choices but we we're not taught to create that space and then add that with the quality of consciousness that you want to um, do it with. So if you're in, you know, challenges or problems or whatever the case is, you can choose a better or uh, more empowering state of mind or perspective or lens to view it. You know, just seeing problems as, as puzzles is one thing that I love that I was taught from uh, one of my mentors. And, uh, he, you know, it just, you see it as a puzzle and then you're like, okay, cool. It's, it's less daunting that way. And you know that you have the ability and then you go down to um, accessing universal intelligence, which I think, again, is a massive point because this is something beyond you. This is either nature, God, force, consciousness, spiritual, whatever you want to call it, but some sort of intelligence that's helping you just in the same way the cobra naturally has something that happens. They shed their skin and that's nature just doing its thing. And I think that humans um, have access to that and so much more if we're open to listening to it and open to trusting it and open to uh, asking it for help because we don't know everything. We can only do one step and another step and another step. And life is so mysterious and grand and incredible. We need to give it an opportunity to support us in our vision if we define uh, where it is that we'd like to go and how we would like to operate in it. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> so no question. I was just wondering if you could comment on that. When I, when I travel across the world, when I meet people and um, one thing that touches me is like when a parent gets transformed. Many times it is a suffering that is being carried from generations to generations. We are, we are being a parent who exactly replicates the suffering that we have encountered and we are continuing that suffering. And to help these parents to awaken them to a state of consciousness, to awaken to deep connection, whereby they well, might have lost you. Hold on one second. Being within Shoot. I don't know if it's my internet or your internet. Hold on, everybody. There we go. Yes, now we now we yes, now there we go. We're back in the if game. You are not in if we're not able to free ourselves from all that is stifling us from our past experiences, please understand we are in a place where we are passing it on to the future generation. So it is extremely important for anyone. It's extremely important for everyone. But for those who are being parents, I feel it's very, very important. Yeah, I agree 100%. One of the things that I've heard, and I don't know if I believe it 100%, but it seems to make sense is that uh, the generation that I'm in 30s to 40s, that that area that if you don't 
clear whatever your ancestral karma or however you want to call it um you're just going to pass that down and it's a very important part like if if what I've seen anyway, and I thought it was very interesting, I went to go see Seinfeld, the comedian, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And one of the points that he brought up was that he was one of the first people to have a childhood. Before that, you were farming, you were working, there wasn't toys, you know, like, and this is only a couple generations. And he's the first one to kind of have a childhood. I luckily had a childhood. And each parent wants to give a higher quality of life to their children. And so if you're able to transform the trauma, you know, maybe you have more trauma from, you know, my parents' trauma was intense. They had a very traumatic childhood. It seemed chaos. And, and they had some of the fragments in their parenting from how they operated. But the life that they were able to give me and the opportunity they were able to give me by transforming most of that um, now gives me an opportunity to do even better, transform what I need to transform so that I can offer my child or children, if that happens, um, a higher quality of consciousness, also a higher quality of life. Because if you can empower the consciousness, you're giving them the tools to fish. You know, you might screw up here and there, but the better quality consciousness you give them, the more opportunity they're going to have to experience a life of bliss, joy, contentment, um, ease, rather than pain, frustration, anxiety, depression, and all of those types of states. Actually, emotions are epigenetically transferred. Actually, trans, uh, epigenetically transferred. You're carrying it in our, in our genes. And those parents who are feeling guilty for all that has happened, please, please, at any point of time, when you awaken in your consciousness, when you move into a state of connection, you have an immense ability and power to impact the lives of your little ones. Yep, I, I absolutely agree with that. So what I wanted to ask, um, and, and you talked about is the fourth principle, spiritual right action. So when we're experiencing, let's say, life and stress and all these different types of things and we're constantly trying to problem solve and we don't know the right thing a lot of people will come up and they'll say i don't know the right thing i don't know my purpose i don't know what action how do we move into spiritual right action to a place of knowing we're following our intuition and not acting out of fear because when it becomes our default state it's very challenging to know you know it, am i it, what state am i operating from even if you wanted to it's very important matt to to recognize it's i'm not talking about the serene mind practice as a tool to get out also but it is like a practice where you're constantly recognizing where you are and the spiritual right action emerges when you are not in a suffering state when you are in fear when you are in anger there is an when you're in fear thinking are going in rounds when you are in anger there is so much of haste that is built in you and from that state you can't expect something miraculous to happen in your life if you want to create a beautiful world, if you want to manifest your destinies, it is extremely important that you live in a beautiful state of connection. Let me tell you this. <clears throat> the body is in, a, is in perfect condition when all the cells are perfectly interacting with each other and communicating with each other. So there is disease creeping in your body if the cells are not communicating there would be disease creeping in your life if you are not communicating to the universe a state of connection. And that is why I'm coming back again and again saying that the suffering state is not little, it is huge. These suffering states have to be drained out of your consciousness. It has to fall apart so that you nurture, as you said, create those neural connections that is needed for your 
for you to nurture a beautiful state in consciousness. And also what we also allow individuals to experience is the state of expansion, a state of transcendence. Uh, right now we are a civilization that has overly activated our, our amygdala, where we, have, we are constantly facing these experiences, feeling these experiences of anger, fear and hurt. And it is important to to activate yet another region of your brain, which is the mitrishmantal cortex, where you experience deep connection. And beyond it, to activate another region of your brain, which the Hindus call it the Brahmagarbha, which science is looking at the area where the pineal hypothalamus and the pituitary gland is, the region there that's in that axis. And that region is responsible for experiences of God, experiences of transcendence, experiences of being one with the universe. Um, what we have seen is when an individual is able to achieve the transformation in the brain, in one's consciousness, then not only an experience of life is transformed, but the reality also is transformed because we are not separate individuals. From a state of connection, from after having a profound experience, say, of being one with the entire universe, like so it leaves a, such a huge impact on the way you relate to life, the way you experience life. And at that point of time, if you're experiencing fear, it is easily, it is very easy to drop off that experience of fear. Because that state of expansion takes control. I mean, I wouldn't say take control of you, leaves your consciousness with a huge impact. And from that state of connection, when you relate to life, you would see that you are able to create magic you are able to create synchronicities. That is, it feels like the magical universe is arranging itself into patterns so that it fills your heart's desires. But the more you are in a state of chaos, the more you are in an inner state of disturbance, you are creating more chaotic and problematic experience for yourself. So it is extremely important for you to achieve a great destiny, to create a great destiny. It is important that you live in the states of expansion, a state of connection, because that is where true health is. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And you're not going to experience those states or, or miracles or synchronicities in a depressed, anxious state, because your view is not going to be um, open to that. You know, you can, if you're in a very depressed state, you know, you're going to miss all the joy along the way, like you might have all of these signs and all these opportunities to experience something positive. But when you're really negative, your lens is shutting that all out. It's like a filter and it just makes it disappear. So, um, and I know what you're talking about, about the transcendent states. It's interesting because when they happen, it's so visceral and it's so beyond the, the consciousness that you experience every day that you know it intrinsically in every cell and every, everything that's a part of you, that there is something bigger happening. And, you know, those states are, are great. And I know that India is famous for, you know, mystics and yogis and so, something that I've always been very curious about. And I think that the, the state and experience is very powerful. And also, I think that in the Western world, some people think it's unbelievable. It's not true. Um, I can say that I've experienced some things that are unbelievable. And, and but until you experience it, you don't know. But you can also just like go out into nature and do something small like that. And, and my question to you is how, if someone has, they're just, cause if you're in one state of consciousness, it's hard to imagine another. And so hmm. what, what kind of bridge do you build for them in a practice so that they can feel that? Because when you are depressed and alone and anxious and afraid, 
that sounds wonderful. You want to be connected, but you don't feel connected to anything and it's disheartening. And um, so I'm just curious how you, you merge those worlds for people. For the beginners, we leave them with a practice called the soul sync practice. Uh, soul sync practice leads from one step to the other, um, allowing them to build into a state of calm and allowing them to feel into a state of connection. So there are meditations, there are deep processes, like just like how the cobra moves into seclusion and sheds its old skin, there are deep processes. It happens in India, that also happens in the programs across the globe when I travel, and um, allows you, in the academy there are teachings, there are processes, there are practices, there are also movement activating, moving into, into deep states through, um, through entering into a mystical realm. There is a place in India called Akam, uh, which is the mystic powerhouse where people over there experience it. It is built for having mystical and the transcendental experiences. So uh, <clears throat> that, I mean, that place exists. But for beginners, for those who want to start trying it right now, I would say the soul sync practice is beautiful. It moves away from, moves, gives you a window where you feel connected to the universe, where you feel connected to life around you. And then you, um, at that point of time in feeling connected, Soul Sync also allows you to hold an intention that you want to see manifest in your life. So uh, in that state of connection, you hold an intention and allow the universe to bless you. Hmm. I love all that. I'm very curious about this mystical place. I want to go. I want to go check it out. I, I love. It's I love. Acom. You can check it out. E K A M. The one speed. Acom means. Uh, Acom is the highest state possible in a human body. The one. Um, so this place is Acom, or the one field is a place that exists for people to have the mystical and the transcendental experiences. Krishnaji and I believe that it is, as you're saying, it is so difficult. We are stuck. We have, anxiety has become a natural way of life. Um, loneliness has become the way we relate to our, from a state of loneliness, we are trying to relate. We believe that the process has to go beyond the mind if we want to create a revolution in, our, in your consciousness. So that is why ACOM exists. And for those who are interested in contributing towards peace, I would say there is the peace festival coming up called the ACOM World Peace Festival. You can check it out on, on the link and see if you want to be part of the Levity Festival. You can do it from this part of the world. It connects you to ACOM. Amazing, yes, I'm all about world peace. I feel like that word sentence and uh, puzzle. We need to figure that out as a human species. And, and ACOM's, ACOM sanctuary, that sounds, yeah, sounds fantastic. And the one thing that I do want to share though, because I know it can be disheartening where people don't have that experience. Um, just take it small. You know what I mean? Start with that three minute practice, a one minute, you know, meditation, like when going through yours and listening to the podcast and Lewis Howes or, or one of your talks, you know, you talked about just very small experiences and that's when no, I even a three minute or two minute practice what happens is blood rushes to a different part of your brain blood rushes to the anterior cingulate leaving you 
feeling more connected. So it is important, as you said, to stay, take one step for those who are not able to come to India, for those who are like not able to come to a field of abundance that is a four-day retreat. At least take these three minutes, three-minute practice, the serene mind. The soul sing practice is nine minutes. I have young children, like, like three-year-old, doing it and sending me pictures that they're doing this. It's so beautiful to see that meditation, moving into a beautiful state, becoming calm and peaceful is becoming part of their lives. And it is important that you experience it and you can download this whole thing, meditation from online. It's not about Yeah. Amazing. And then from there, you can build and go deeper. And that's where you're going to get more results. It's just like if you're trying to go to the gym, if you're out of shape and you haven't worked out in 10 years or you've never worked out in your life, it's going to be challenging at first. So allow yourself that little bit of an awkward stage to go into the feeling process to try something new. That is a part of it. You don't just, unfortunately, I haven't seen anything where I just go and then bam, mystical experience happens. And yes, I have it. It's, we want that quick fix in our society, I think. And, and really, it's about a lifestyle, kind of reminding me of like a diet, you know, so many people, they want to lose weight and they want to change their body and they'll go on a diet, keto diet, whatever. But that's not the idea. The idea is your way of life. What do you eat constantly? What's sustainable? You know, and so we're talking about a sustainable level of high quality of consciousness, of more bliss, of more joy, of more experience. And that comes through practice. That comes through a way of life. That comes through um, applying and taking certain actions and having certain viewpoints. So unfortunately, you know, it's not like a, you go to the store and you grab a, sh a shirt or a band and boom, high quality consciousness. Um, it becomes a state of your being. But the great part about that is, is you can decide that through your own intention and desire, then through taking action and experimenting and uh, moving towards that intention, um, you can begin to be, the, be that way, to experience something new. So, um, Perfect, Matt, because it has to become a lifestyle. It is not like I'm going to experience a beautiful state or I'm going to experience the mystical state or the connection with the universe this one minute or these 10 minutes or say even a day and then I'm going to get back to living my normal life in states of anger and fear and hurt. That's what I feel is we need to kind of make a distinction. It is not like a 10-minute yoga practice and then get back to life. But this practice is where you are. It is becoming part of your life. Yeah, yeah, that's is such an amazing distinction. And, and I wholeheartedly agree. Well, you know, I want to honor your time. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and everything that you shared for everything you're doing at the Oneness Academy for your uh, philanthropic endeavors. I love that. Um, I'm going to check out the World Peace. And so what I want to Acom World Peace Festival. Yes, important. So keep doing that, everybody. World Peace is important. Start with peace within yourself. So the last question I want to ask is, if there is anything that you wish that I'd asked or you want to share with the listeners, and I want to add a, a bonus one in there is what do you feel is most important to shift on the planet right now to move towards world peace? How is that possible in your view? As I, it will be just a concluding statement of what I've all spoken. It begins with your state. The more you are in suffering, the more you're causing illness to this planet. It is important that you move into a beautiful state of connection and joy so that you become that individual spreading light to this world. If you are conflicted, you can create more conflict. I 100% agree. It's a, it's a stupid analogy, but being a fighter, it's, uh, you know, growing up a martial artist, it's only angry people that fight other people. They're conflicted in themselves. So once you've kind of learned that, you don't, you don't need to. And that's the most important step um, to understand just mastering yourself and that effect it has on everybody else through each and every day, your community, through your example. So I agree. 
Um, and so where can people find more about you if they want to dive deeper, if they want to go to India, if they want to support, if they want to learn some more, where can they go? PK Consciousness, pkconsciousness.com or yeah, they would find it, all the information there. And then the book, it's not out yet. It's coming soon, August 8th. Uh, 6th of August, The Four Sacred Secrets. Right on. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate your work. Yeah, yeah. And we'll stay in touch. And if there's anything I can do to support, help get the word out there, um, you're doing awesome work. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. See you guys. Thanks for watching. All right, there you have it, guys, the amazing Preeta G. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, that you learned a lot. I know that I enjoyed it, and I really loved the four sacred secrets. A lot of the stuff we spoke about is not complicated, but it can be very challenging to apply. So I really love the practical applications of this episode. If you enjoyed it and you want to support, please take a screenshot, share on Instagram, share on Facebook, tag me at Matt Belair. Let me know where you're listening. If you have any questions, what you enjoyed. Uh, It helps a lot. You could also leave a review on iTunes and also support in any denomination on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and it helps tremendously. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, speaking, or training for yourself or your organization, hit me up matt at zenathlete.com. I am happy to help you out. I invite you guys to check out her book. I know it's going to be amazing and practical. You can find it at the four sacred secrets or even better pkconsciousness.com and she has some freebies and some uh, meditations over there I believe so definitely check out her work Um, give her a review if you buy the book and let her know uh, you're listening and you're out there so I think that wraps it up Um, I don't oh do one kind act today the best thing that you can do to support the show is one kind act for another human being today. I always want to remember to get that in there. It's the best thing you can do. It shows uh, it's the best thing that if the show is working and doing what it's supposed to, there's more kindness in the world. There's more uh, inner peace and self-love. There's more uh, understanding and compassion. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're doing one small kind act, it's probably bigger than you know. So please continue to do that. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. So let's wrap this one up by coming into a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, compassion, kindness, enthusiasm, connection, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.